Hi, everybody. It's Eleanor Dooley. Welcome to the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. This is going to be a shorter episode. I am recording this right before I'm leaving for a big international trip, so I'm going to be out of the country for a little while. But I didn't want to leave you guys high and dry without a new episode, and I decided that I would take this opportunity to describe some of the things that I have been through in the last few years with my hormones and what's changed, what's improved, and what hasn't. And I hope this is inspiring to you. I hope you resonate with some of the struggles of a middle-aged woman. For those of you that don't know me, I am a mother of three children. My oldest is 15 and my youngest is nine. So I've entered a different stage of motherhood. We go through these different phases from being pregnant to having newborns to toddlers and on up. And I feel like I'm in the stage where I do get a lot more freedom over myself and my time because my children are a lot more independent. That being said, I have become a glorified Uber driver everywhere all the time. So the stages come and life changes and um, I'm very grateful for where we are and still keeping my little birdies in the nest, but I know in the next few years, things are gonna rapidly change for the dynamics of our family, how we operate from day to day. So I am preparing myself for those changes and also the changes that I'm seeing in my own body. I'm 45 years old. I am not currently in menopause as, my Dutch tests have shown me. I still ovulate, so I am not quite there, but I have noticed that things are different than they used to be. And especially with my fatigue, um, my ability to process stress, and just overall how I approach my health. And being a nutritionist, I have tons of information and you know, the understanding of how the body works doesn't always necessarily mean that the perfect choices are always made. You know, I'm human. Um, I often make the wrong decisions, but I try to learn from them every time so that even if it was the wrong one, I have a perspective of why I chose it and what I've done to my body and what the repercussions are. So I'll get into a little bit more detail about what I'm talking about and um, some things that have really, really helped me and changed my perspective on my health. So we're going to dive into that today. So welcome. This is the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast, and my name is Eleanor Dooley. I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and advocate for your best self. I combine current nutritional research with the practicalities of living your life, giving you real nutrition talk in bite-sized pieces. Please remember that I am a licensed dietitian nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. I am not a medical doctor, and by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you might be having. Hey there. 
So I wanted to talk a little bit about my Dutch test. The first time I took a Dutch test was about two years ago. And I was just learning about functional testing in regards to how it applies to nutrition and hormones. And I was really curious and the best way to get answers to your curiosity in my experience is to do the test yourself to figure it out for yourself. And so I was my own guinea pig and I did the Dutch testing. For the, those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, the Dutch testing stands for dried urine testing for comprehensive hormones, D-U-T-C-H. And it is the best hormone test that I know of on the market, even superior to blood work because it measures hormone metabolites. Metabolites are things that are broken down in the body and excreted through your urine. So it gives us a good indication of what went on in the body in order to produce the waste that came out in your urine. And I love this approach because you can do it at home. It's super easy. You can do it in less than 12 hours. There's four samples and they're timed out. All right, dinner time before bed, in the morning and then mid-morning. And that will give us the basically graph of how your body makes energy, how it makes estrogen. And it will also give us information on your vitamins and mineral status. So if you suspect that you are deficient in something or you just are having symptoms, I can look at the testing and connect all the dots between your symptoms and how you're feeling and what is showing on the test what is showing in the metabolites that your body has made the really cool thing about this is we can see how well your liver processes out hormones and this is one of the biggest eye openers especially for me when i got my hormone testing because it wasn't a matter of there was something wrong or something off about how my hormones were made. And I think oftentimes when we hear, oh, I gotta balance my hormones, or something's high or something's low, and we tend to have this sort of understanding that, oh, it's just our body that's doing the wrong thing. There's something wrong with my body and the way it processes. And I would really like to flip that perspective because that's not actually the truth. There's nothing wrong with your body. What we have to figure out is why it has adapted to do the processes in the way that it's doing the processes. And that simple shift in interpretation and even how you speak about your body and that your body processes, it makes all the difference because your body is listening. Your body listens to how you speak about it. And when I work with women in my one-on-one -on -one program and in the Hormone Happiness Project, I get women to see how reconnecting to their body really influences the way that they feel about themselves, the way that they look at themselves in the mirror. And believe me, for many decades, I was somebody who did not want to catch that glimpse of myself in the mirror coming out of the shower. I would dodge, dodge it as best I could. And I never really had that true respect and appreciation for what my body has been able to provide for me and how I take care of it. And through this process of Dutch testing and understanding, I've developed a compassion for my body. And 
that has just been very different for me because that's not really how I was raised. That's not really how my understanding was of what my body could do and how it was connected to me. But that's getting off into a little bit uh, (laughs) different tangent than what I was talking about. So my Dutch testing, let me see, my symptoms before I even knew what a Dutch test was, I was suffering with monthly migraines for about three days a month. I couldn't connect the dots really because it wasn't really around my period. And I just knew that it would happen every month. And then I would think to myself, oh gosh, I haven't had one in a while. There's probably one coming, right? I I sort of got to that understanding of my body. I mean, these, I had never had a migraine before and I was, let's see, I was like 42. So when people talked about migraines, I kind of, just shrugged my shoulders. I'm like, well, that, that sounds awful. I hope I never get one, but I mean, I've had headaches before. Maybe they're, you know, maybe you're exaggerating a little bit and using the word migraine. No, no. (laughs) Then I got one. And for those of you that never had one, my interpretation is a pain so strikingly sharp behind my eye, either one, as if an ice pick was wedged into my brain and any movement would move the ice pick. So if you can imagine how that would feel, okay? And then the pain would ripple down my, I would call it like my cerebellum and down my neck into my shoulders. That would last for three days. And the only relief I found was usually in the middle of the night when I I couldn't take laying there anymore, I would crawl, crawl, on all fours, I would crawl into the bathroom and vomit. And that was when I was vomiting, I actually had a reprieve in the pain. So for me, I would classify that as debilitating. Um, I wasn't, obviously I wasn't able to think and work and participate in life. You know, my gracious husband would, would do the best he could with managing the kids, getting them off to school, et cetera, while doing, you know, his, his responsibilities. And so it was just sort of like I was absent for a few days a month. And the pain aside, it was a real big pain in the ass. Like I just felt like this wasn't right. This wasn't good. And how was I going to get better? I felt really sort of desperate at this point in the journey of dealing with the pain. I was really willing to try almost anything. So I called my doctor and this was, I think it was either before COVID or it was just right before um, telehealth became so popular. For whatever reason, I had a telehealth consult with my doctor, you know, and I explained what was happening, real concise, real this. And she said, okay, no problem. We're going to get you, you know, she rattled off a few medications and I was like, well, you know, okay, what are those? What are they for? Um, you know, one's a painkiller, one's anti-nausea, and then one will help you sleep. You know, she was kind of like, you know, they only have like five to seven minutes per phone call. So she was kind of rushing me off and I said, well, wait a minute, what are we going to do about the migraines? Like, what are we going to do about why they're happening? And it was complete crickets. Cause she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, the medications are, are great, but 
I don't want to have to do this every month. Like, isn't the point to figure out why they're happening so that they can stop happening? I mean, I hadn't had one my whole life and now all of a sudden I'm, I'm getting them. So something has changed. And she, she just had nothing for me. She just said, well, I can give you the prescriptions and then I can give you a referral to a neurologist if, if that's, you know, if you're insistent. And, you know, I, I kind of got off the phone and I got to be honest, I was pretty dumbfounded that that was what the healthcare system was offering me at the time. I was grateful, very grateful that I had care and that I had the ability to speak to somebody and the ability to get prescriptions, which I, I took one month, the painkiller, and it actually didn't touch the pain. It, it numbed it a little, but in my opinion, if it didn't take away the pain altogether, I wasn't going to just keep taking medications that weren't working. So I had to find out what was going on. So that was my first symptom, the migraines. The second one, I had been gaining weight, my hips, butt, belly area, and I just naturally carry weight there. But I, I was feeling like that was accumulating if you know what I mean, it wasn't as if I was eating poorly and, you know, I went on a few, you know, if you go on a vacation and you just sort of pig out and, you know, I didn't feel any of those things. I just felt like it was there all of a sudden. I mean, I would notice it. I would notice my pants were tighter or, you know, my work clothes. I couldn't, it, they didn't feel as good on me. And I, I don't really have a scale or at the time I wasn't tracking my weight. So I just sort of kind of lived with it and thought, okay, well, maybe I, I could be eating better. You know, I could be cleaning this up, but I'm not. So I'm not going to really, you know, deal with this. So symptom, migraines, weight gain, poor sleep, causing anxiety. I used to suffer uh, as a child with what I called sleep anxiety for anybody out there that worries about falling asleep because the, the clock is ticking and every second that goes by, it's a second that you're not going to get to sleep because there is a finish line, a wake up time that doesn't move. You just get less and less sleep. And that caused so much anxiety for me as a child and up into my adulthood until I was able to identify it was actually an anxiety. I was having, you know, many panic attacks because of the pressure that I was putting on myself to get to sleep. Because if I couldn't sleep, I couldn't perform well at school. I couldn't perform well as an athlete. I couldn't show up for myself. And then that manifested into all sorts of ways throughout the rest of my adulthood. The reason I failed at anything was because I didn't sleep and I didn't, couldn't sleep. And so I just was in this horrific cycle of not being able to sleep, causing extreme anxiety. And that would manifest in many ways. Um, throughout my life in my relationships with my friends, my spouse, my kids, my short temperedness, my moodiness, um, extreme exhaustion and general apathy. It got to a point where I wasn't finding joy in the things that bring me joy. 
And if you've ever experienced that, it's very saddening and depressing because you feel like you should be enjoying whatever it is, whether it's your child's birthday party or, you know, friends coming over to celebrate you or you just going out on a date night, um, things that bring you joy, you couldn't feel the joy in them. So those were my symptoms at the time. Weight gain, migraines, poor sleep, poor sleep anxiety, apathy, and extreme fatigue. So I was just like, I'm just going to take this Dutch test. Let's see what it's all about. And what came back is I had extremely high estrogen. I had I'm going to go through each one of these one at a time. So let's talk about the estrogen. So the estrogen picture had me scratching my head because I wasn't taking any estrogen, but it was really, really high. And so I'm like, well, my body must be making it, making too much. Why is my body making too much? I'm not, to my knowledge, I'm not stimulating my body to make extra. And when I scroll down on the test, it shows you how your body breaks down estrogen. Remember I talked about the metabolites, which is what comes out in your pee. The metabolites showed that I had so such high estrogen in my urine. It was because my body, my liver in particular, was not breaking down the estrogen each month. Because when your body makes a hormone, it it has it available to use for whatever the reason is. And then it has a shelf life. The hormone is no longer active. When you have hormones that are not active, they are waste. And the waste has to be broken down and metabolized out of the body, whether it's your urine, whether it's in your uh, stool or sweat. Um, you can also expel toxins through br breathing, but typically that's not hormones. So anyway, what I found was my body wasn't breaking down the used estrogen every month. And so it would just circulate in my body as waste. So even though I was going to the bathroom every day, I was, um, you know, eating healthy food and pooping and peeing and sweating when I was working out. I was still circulating this used up old deactivated estrogen that waste product was just flowing throughout my body every month it got bigger and bigger and bigger every time I ovulated your body makes estrogen, it just would grow 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 to this this massive amount of toxin that would cause a migraine headache because brain liver connection was so overloaded with this used waste, this used estrogen. And I started pinpointing it. Remember I said it wasn't around my period because it was post ovulation. Ovulation is when the brain tells the ovaries to pump out that estrogen in hopes that the egg will get fertilized. So your body makes estrogen every month at the same time to get ready for conception. And when the, when the egg is not fertilized, that estrogen goes to waste. Well, what was happening with me because my liver wasn't breaking it down and getting it out of my body. It's just this big pile. I, I picture it as like this big pile of trash and it was just circulating in my body. And then every month when, when the, when my brain would kind of get used to the load and it would re-regulate itself and then, then I would ovulate and it would all happen again. So rather than me jumping in and saying, oh, I need to lower my estrogen, I'm just going to take 
pills, uh, supplements or medications to artificially lower my body's estrogen, I said, wouldn't it be cool if I improved my estrogen detox, if I could, could provide my liver with what it was needing to break down my estrogen, it could do that and get the estrogen out every month when I didn't conceive, I was done having children. So I wasn't in the market for fertilizing that egg. So it came to me as a solution to improve my liver detox. These days, detox is a huge buzzword. It's a fad. You know, people are selling detoxes. People are doing detoxes. This is different from that because what we're talking about is providing the nutrients that are needed for your liver to properly break down this specific chemical. This, this hormone needs certain things to break it down. My liver was, was getting so overloaded that it just wasn't doing it. And so I now on a daily basis, I take a specific dosage that I have fine-tuned over the months to rather than try to remove the estrogen from my body artificially, I have improved my liver's ability to do it. And when you do that, your sleep goes from zero to 100 in sleep quality quickly. I'm talking quickly. I recently bought an aura ring, actually not recently, maybe almost a year ago. If you guys don't know what that is, I'll put it in the show notes. It's a, it's a ring that you wear that measures your heart rate throughout the day, but it also analyzes raises in heart rate and, and when it lowers, it can calculate how deep of sleep you're getting. And so super valuable information for somebody who has sleep anxiety. And my sleep quality, my, my deep sleep, which is when the liver really starts doing the work, had improved from one hour a night to three hours a night, which is astronomical, you guys. Anyway, improving methylation and improving the way the liver detoxes will improve your sleep, which improves your energy, which improves your body's ability to do the things it wants to do. It wants to detox when you're sleeping. It wants to be alive and energetic when the sun is shining. These are the natural rhythms of the human body. And we get them all jammed up when we have crazy schedules, when we work night shifts or we, my upcoming flights are red eye. So that's going to mess with my circadian rhythm. And I'm going to do my best to allow my body to tell me if it needs rest or if it wants to be awake. So that is just one instance where the Dutch test was such a valuable part of my healing. The last piece, and I've only touched the surface on what the Dutch test told me, But the last piece I want to touch on is it doesn't test for everything, but it tests for a certain few organic acids or vitamins and minerals that are needed to carry out some of the processes in your body. And what I had was clinically low dopamine. Dopamine is the hormone that is made for us to feel and experience joy. And when I saw that, I... I was just overwhelmed with tears. I felt very validated. I felt, uh, and my husband was with me and I was interpreting as I was going and trying to explain it to him, but I, you know, 
he was able to see that this wasn't just me being in a bad mood or me not wanting to participate or any of these sort of connotations that we place upon ourselves or others when we're struggling. And my low dopamine was proof that my body wasn't producing the hormones at the levels that were needed for me to be optimally performing, for me to be optimally sleeping, optimally pooping, optimally metabolizing. They were just a little wonky and my body adapted to that wonkiness and that became my new normal. So me learning to shift that back to optimal levels shaping the different behaviors that my body needed to retrain to adapt back to where I wanted it to be. It took time, but more importantly, it took this kind of information to do it. This is why when we jump into different diets or we try different medications, they may or may not work because we don't know if we're actually addressing the imbalance that is present. So getting that information about your body is amazing. And I want to share with you that I offer this testing to every single one of my clients because it's so important as a baseline for where we want to go. If you have big dreams and big goals and you want to get better in this generic sort of nebulous, I want to be healthier, I want to feel better, getting an idea of what your hormones are doing is the first step. Otherwise, we're just throwing things out there. We're, we're taking probiotics off of somebody who sells them on Instagram, telling you that your period's going to be better. We don't know if your body needs that. They don't know. They certainly don't know you. They don't know what your health history. They don't know what you've been through. So when I work with clients, there's two ways I work with them. It's one-on-one, -on -one, which I see a client for a six-month period. We meet every single month. We talk about what's going on, what improvements have happened, and then we get to fine tune as we're going. In that six month program, we do two Dutch tests. We do one at the beginning, and then we do one near the end of that six months to see the changes on paper. We can actually use your symptoms. And it's funny because when people start feeling better, they often forget how bad they felt. <laughs> So we actually have the data to show the difference in your metabolites, the way that your body processes has changed. This is so powerful for women to do in order to rebalance their hormones. There's just no other way to do it without knowing what's going on in your body. I can't think of an, another way that it's even possible. The second way I work with women is the hormone happiness project you might have heard me talk about it or seen it online it's an eight week online program that takes you through the steps of doing it on your own and you also get the testing so i show you how to read the test i read it for you i interpret it for you i give you the steps on how to improve whatever your adaptations are and you get to go through in an eight week online course. So that has been really popular with women that are on the go. The eight week program is a really great way for women that are looking for deeper answers and want to do it on their own.
And this is the guidebook for that. So both of the offers include the Dutch testing because it's just so important in understanding your hormones. As usual, if you have any questions, please reach out. You can find me on nourishingnutrition.net is my website. You can email me, Eleanor, at nourishingnutrition.net or find me on Instagram or Facebook. I am so excited to be offering these programs because so many women need them. And that is what I'm here for. I want to make you love your body again. So if you're currently struggling and feeling like you are separated from your body, or you feel that you don't like your body, we need to take a look at why it doesn't feel connected. If you're looking for a way to improve your symptoms and to really feel better, the Hormone Happiness Project will address those symptoms that are holding you back. I thought this was going to be a super short episode. <laughs> I guess I was wrong. I will get back to you after my trip. I hope you have a wonderful day. Talk to you later. Bye. If you are interested in learning more about me, my practice, and my programs, you can follow me on Instagram at your.hormone.nutritionist. You can follow my Facebook group, Happy Hormones and Tamed Inflammation, or visit my website at nourishingnutrition.net. Check out my free resources by subscribing to my newsletter and following this podcast. See you next week for a brand new episode.